Welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. My name is Chris Levine, and I am delighted that you are here with me today. Now, today is going to be a fun one. We are going to talk about the psychology of laughter, which reminds me, yesterday I was washing the car with my son. He said, Dad, can't you just use sponge? (laughs) Be afraid, people. There is a lot more where this came from on the way. In fact, I got hit in the head with a can of Diet Coke today. But please, don't worry. It was only a soft drink. (laughs) That was louder than I thought it was going to be. It was only a soft drink. There is an old expression that laughter is the best medicine. And I think that's true, you know, unless you're diabetic, then insulin comes pretty high on the list, too. But but laughing does something to us in a good way. Psychology Today had a write-up on this subject, and it outlined just how laughter helps us psychologically. And we're going to pull heavily from it for this podcast. So to start, how does laughter help the body? Well, the article tells us that a hearty chuckle releases endorphins feel-good neurotransmitters that have an effect similar to narcotics. And endorphins are part of the reason that laughing is so contagious. Laughing also has many health benefits, such as increasing blood flow and improving mental and physical resilience. In fact, in a way, it's almost like you're working out. It's like a vigorous workout session if you have a really good laugh. And how does laughter boost your mood? Well, the piece that I'm referring to here says that we don't make much effort to find cheer and laughter, though we should. We're often too busy or too cynical or too grumpy, yet laughter can make life more manageable by masking pain, sharpening our ability to remember things, and alleviating the pressures of the day-to-day grind. Like, for example, in life when things come up, not long ago I got carded if you can believe that, at a liquor store. And and as I looked for my ID, my old Blockbuster card accidentally fell out on the counter. The cashier saw it and said, you know what, never mind, you're good. (laughs) Oh, God. Or what about the man who had a bunch of penguins in his truck? Have you ever heard about this guy? Big group of penguins in his truck. A police officer sees this and says, hey, You better take those penguins to the zoo right away. The next day, the police officers saw the man again in the truck, and the penguins were still there. Police officer said, I thought I told you to take those penguins to the zoo. I did, replied the man. And you know what? We had so much fun that today I'm taking them to Disneyland. (laughs) The fact is that laughter is really, really good for us, especially a good laugh. I mean, have you ever laughed until you cried? That's a very, very good thing. That's like on another level. 
The Best Life website informs us that crying while laughing may be from reaching a heightened emotional state from a long bout of laughter, or it could be a physical reflex from the shaking and contracting of muscles that happen when you laugh. But you know what also takes place? According to the research out of the University of Waterloo, people with a strong sense of humor become less depressed and anxious than those with a less developed sense of humor. This also works in improving our interpersonal relationships. Like, did you hear about the girl who was on the ice skates, who was skating on the pond, but the ice was thin and it broke and she fell in? Well, fortunately, a guy nearby heard her shouting for help. He jumped right in and helped her out. And guess what? Now they're married. Isn't that nice? All that it took was for her to break the ice. <laughs> but the relationship wasn't perfect. At one point, they had to get marriage counseling. See, the couple's therapist said, so what brings you here to see me today? Well, the wife spoke first. She says, it's really difficult to live with this guy. He is so literal. The therapist wrote this down and then said to the husband, okay, sir, in your opinion, what brings you here today? The husband said, mm, my car. <laughs> Do you also notice that things aren't needing to be <laughs> conventionally funny for you to find them funny? Like, for example, I never think the word pants is not funny. There's no real reason for it but I'm kind of obsessed with it. My family doesn't understand it and that's okay because neither do I. But like, if my wife asks me, hey, our friend just got out of the hospital. Should we get them something? What do you think they can use? I'm going to say pants and I'm going to think this is funny. Chris, what should we bring to the baby shower? You know something, that's a great question. I'm thinking maybe you could buy that baby a very tiny pair of pants. I can't help it, I just, I live for these moments. The coolest thing is when we get on wavelengths like this with another person. This is unspoken thing. Years ago, my friend was trying to remember the name of a guy that we both sort of knew from a while ago. Neither of us could remember this man's name. So he said, you know, it's the guy that looks like Gilligan. I immediately said the guy's name. Now, that's not the funny part. The funny part is that this guy looks nothing like Gilligan. But he said that, and for some godforsaken reason, I guessed it. That's that wavelength, I mean, where we both laughed about that for a long time, and it was just funny to us. Bonding with another person over senses of humor is an amazing, amazing thing, especially in relationships. Psychology Today said that along these lines, we cannot travel through life without hitting a few speed bumps. So when you can find the humor in it, things will go so much easier for both of you. Sometimes that may take a little effort and perhaps you'll find something amusing and your partner will not, uh, i.e. pants or the other way around. And that's okay. A sense of humor may be the best friend that you can have when the world is not working the way that you'd like it to. And not having a sense of humor can be just the opposite. In fact, did you hear about the kleptomaniac with no sense of humor? He took everything, literally. <laughs> well, what has this episode taught us? Well, the biggest lesson I think that it's taught me is that I'm not a comedian. That said, we also were reminded that laughter is good. But you know what? We all already knew that. 
sometimes though, isn't it true that it's hard for us to laugh? It's not always a happy world. And I don't know about you, but those gut laughs where I start tearing up, they just don't happen for me that often. I want them to, and we can't really force this, but we can try to improve our senses of humor. And this in turn will help us not to take ourselves so seriously. It's simple math, really. The opposite of laughter, tears. The opposite of happy, sad. So if we can learn to reasonably find the humor in the world around us, we will gravitate closer to happy. And this happiness pays off. Like not that long ago, I actually donated my watch, my phone, and $500 to a poor man. And you cannot imagine the happiness I felt as I saw him put his pistol back into his pocket. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist that I hope will continue the hilarity of this episode. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast. It's entitled, Does Anybody Remember Laughter? You remember that? Do you get the pop culture reference? You can look it up if you don't know. I'm not going to tell you. But you can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash does anybody remember laughter? Track number one, Laughing in the Sugar Bowl by Veruca Salt. Track number two is When Jokers Attack by the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Number three is Laughing by the Guess Who. Number four is a song by the leader of the Modern Lovers, Jonathan Richmond, and the song is entitled She Doesn't Laugh at My Jokes. Number five, It's Not Funny Anymore by Husker Du. The late Grant Hart was kind enough to let me interview him, which was really nice of him, and I'll always appreciate that. Number six, It Takes a Lot to Laugh, It Takes a Train to Cry by Bob Dylan off his Highway 61 Revisited record. Number seven is When I Laugh by the Maytals. I, I met and interviewed Carl Harvey, who was a guitarist for this band a few years ago. Uh, number eight is Punchline by the Motels. Number nine is The The with the song Uncertain Smile. And the 10th track on this wonderful list is The Old Laughing Lady by Neil Young off his first solo record from 1968. Well, that's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in refresher podcast dash. Does anybody remember laughter? We would like to welcome some new listeners again this week to the program. This is so much fun to do. Our, our demographic show that we now have listeners in Cabot, Arkansas, and in Denver, Colorado. Thanks so much out there and welcome to Refresher. Listen all, this show, it would not exist without you. So if you could all do me a huge favor, please, and continue to pass this along to your friends, let's let it grow. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you may make a small monthly contribution. You just see the support this podcast link underneath the episode description. It can be as little as 99 cents a month. If you are so inclined, that would be awesome. But remember, whether you do that or whether you don't do that, don't sweat it. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. Just please enjoy the show anytime it is yours. As always, 
The music that begins and ends this podcast is the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. And until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please do me a big favor and take care, and do yourself a favor, and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thank you.